0: Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where you discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the series Love by Chance 2, Episode 8, because peeps, somebody was kind enough to load it on YouTube with English subtitles, and it wasn't at the incorrect speed, so you could actually follow along scene by scene. It was great. And I didn't have to wait till this Thursday to watch it on Vicky Rouqueton. I am like totally psyched right now so anyway this episode big caveat here again this episode is not for children so okay i don't do very many of those okay the why are you series is i think the other exception plus the perks of being a wildflower and california solo and some of love by chance and love by chance too so I really don't do a lot of um, podcasts on shows that are not appropriate for children, but some shows I'm going, you know, they're still worth watching, but they're worth watching with a more mature audience. And Love by Chance and Love by Chance 2 are two of those shows that I would definitely sit down and watch with my teenagers. I just wouldn't watch it with my 8-year-olds or my, you know, up to, you know, 13-year-old kids. I'd probably, in America, be watching it with my 14, 15, 16-year-olds because they're already having to deal with that in school, unfortunately. Whereas, you know, it's set in Thailand with college students. And, you know, they have to deal with it when they're in college. Our kids have to deal with it when they're in high school. And that's kind of unfortunate. But, moving on. So... This episode follows Tin and Can in the development of their relationship, and it was one of the few episode, one of the few shows I have ever seen that I really didn't skip anything, even though it did have some um, sexual stuff in it, because it wasn't done in a distasteful way that was offensive or that you had to skip, and I don't mean it weird, but that's pretty rare. So Tin and Can decide that they like each other. Actually, Tin has known he's like Can for quite a while, but Can's been fighting that realization for, you know, some time. A helped him get over some of his issues, and A also pointed Tin in the right direction to say basically, you know, Can doesn't know what he's feeling about you, he just knows he feels something about you, but he can't verbalize it because he's Can, and no offense to Can, but Ken's not the sharpest tool in the shed. He's not what I would call um, mentally disabled, but he just can't process like, you know, most normal people can. And that's no, no offense to anything about him. It's just the completely honest truth about his character. And so he has lost the game, the soccer game. Tin came and basically comforted him. And the thing I think that really changed their relationship was this scene in Love by Chance seven. That's right before Love by Chance episode eight, um, season or Love by Chance two episode eight, because Tin basically comes when Ken is beside himself and he says, "You know, I'm going to be here for you, and I'm not going to be here for you as a temporary person who's here for you. I'm just going to be here for you because I like you, and that's not going to change. I mean." That's not the complete part of it, but that's basically the gist of it. And when Kan realizes that he's not going to be a fly-by-nighter, Can completely changes. And Can changes extremely rapidly on his opinions, okay? You can see as this story progresses in this episode. But basically, Tin gets him calmed down because he really was quite beside himself. And then Tin takes him out to dinner because... Can loves eating food. I mean, Can is like the human vortex of food vacuum. So he goes, you know, Can likes food. I'm going to take him out to eat some food. We'll get him calmed down and then I'll make sure that he gets home safely and can take care of himself there. And so that's what Ken thinks is the way that story is going to go. But it doesn't go that way at all. Because can really can't eat. He's really troubled. He's really upset, but he's not really upset about the game, which is kind of funny because, um, Ken and Can are sitting there. and He's like, "I'm upset that I didn't realize my feelings for you, and that bothers me." And he's like, "Okay," and he's like, we'll, "We'll get you your food." And he's like, "I'm just upset." And he said, "Can, you need to chew your food," which I know sounds kind of funny, but. Ken gets excited about stuff and then he forgets like, you know, the normal basic things like biting your food and actually chewing it instead of just keeping it in your mouth as you're bawling. And tends there to kind of say, Can, you need to eat your food, finish your bite, drink your sippy sip, and then, you know, I'll take you home and you can go be by your mom and sister. Well, you know, as they're leaving the restaurant, and I'm not going to go into this because again, it's a more mature content, but the gist of it basically is Tins like, you know, I like you, you like me, why don't I go spend the night at your place tonight? And Ken's like, um, excuse me, Tins like, um, why exactly do you want to spend the play, um, night at my place? And he says, and Ken says, well, it will make me forget that I lost the game. And Tins like, you know, if you're just going to want to be with me so you can forget your trouble, then that's not a good enough reason to be with me. And so then Ken says, well, then I'm going to be with someone, so I might as well be with you. And he says, um, that's also not a good reason to be with me, Ken, because if you're going to be with me, it's going to be more about than about you wanting to forget the trouble that happened today. Are you just wanting to be with someone because you want to be with someone? And so they kind of have that little conversation. And again, Ken doesn't quite get all that gist of the conversation. Because Tan is a very basic level of understanding human being. But ten is basically saying, you know, we're not going to be in any kind of relationship if it's just to make, you know, forget that you had pain today or forget that, you know, life is difficult, or, you know, just because you want to be in a relationship with someone. That's not why we're going to be in a relationship, Ken. And so, but at the end of the day, Tin does take him home to his place. They do have, I'm going to say it this way, a romantical moment. But what's funny in the midst of all that is there's this conversation that occurs before that happens where Ken's like, you know, the one thing that really bothers me, and he, and Tin's like, Okay, you lost the game. That's what's bothering you tonight. And he says, no, no. What bothers me is I didn't realize I liked you until I saw you with another person. And he's like, okay. And, you know, Tin just sits there, which I think is one of the few qualities that Tin has, you know, other than that he really does care about Can. But he's like, he will sit there and just let Can finish his thought, which takes Can a while sometimes <laughs> and I'm not trying to be bad to can it's just the honest truth but Ken's like and that's when I realized I liked you and then he, he looks at Ten and he goes and by the way if we are together you're not going to be with anybody else and he's and Tin's like well duh can and so that's kind of how that all ends up the next morning um ten wakes up Can wakes up um Tin basically hits Ken on the head to wake him up. And Ken's like, you were a lot nicer to me last night. He's like, well, you know, that was last night. This morning, you know, go take your shower. I'm going to make you breakfast. <laughs> and that's kind of their relationship in a nutshell. There is a very cute scene at the end of this um, morning sequence where Can um, and Tin are Tin's sitting on the sofa doing his homework. And Ken comes in and basically um, says, you know, I'm, I'm not good looking, I'm not from a wealthy family, and I am stupid, and he's saying it just because he's like, and I think you really need to realize this, because, you know, we're in a relationship now, and Tim's like, yeah, I knew all those things before you said them, and he's like, well, you don't have to say yeah, you could just nod about it, (laughs) and he's like, okay, and will you be my boyfriend, Ken, since we are in a relationship, and, Then Kan does something which I think you can really see Kan's growth in this episode and how even though he isn't the sharpest tool in the shed, being around Tin helps him to be a more thoughtful person in the way that he thinks. And he sits there and goes, I am really sorry that I just turned you down flat and made you feel terrible a few days ago when you asked me that. And he's like, you know Tin's like, that's in the past. Right now, we're not gonna even pretend we're gonna pretend that didn't happen at this point in time. But now, what is your answer to that whole question? And Tin and Ken looks and goes, Well, will you be my boyfriend, my spoil prince? Because they're always calling each other bad names. And I'm not going to repeat the names that Ken calls um Tin because yeah. But then they basically just sit there and laugh at their own inadequacies in being able to figure out how to communicate with one another, which I think is a really good thing in any relationship and I really liked how they captured that in just like this two minute clip. The other thing is can makes or tin makes can a very big breakfast, and then he refuses to give him the plate of food until can agrees to not use bad language around him because can is always calling Tin bad names, and tin's, and tin's like, I'm going to give you your breakfast plate, but before I give you my breakfast plate that I've made you, we're going to come to a discussion and understanding that in our relationship, you're not going to use these bad words to define me or even in conversation with me, and he goes, okay, and, and then Tan goes, I won't do that, I will try not to do that, and I don't want you calling me by my full nickname, which is Cantaloupe. And he goes, "Okay." And then he gives him his breakfast, and they work through that whole little disagreement that they've been nagging at each other about for quite a while. And they just resolved it over a plate of food. Imagine that at their table. It wasn't round, but still. So anyway, they decide then. Tin um, or can goes home to his house, and I feel really bad for can and going home to his house because. Again, I don't know why we have to portray women in film as stupid idiots, but sometimes it seems that that tends to be a problem. And you know what? I'm not even saying that there aren't some women who are stupid idiots, okay? But there are some guys who are stupid idiots too, and I really think we just need to evaluate that and go, why do we have to show anyone as being a stupid idiot? And when Kian gets home, he basically says, you know, I spent the night at Tins... Um, We had a good time, but I'm going to just hang out here. And his sister thinks that um, he spent the night at Kin's like just as a friend level thing. And so she goes into this huge lengthy digression on how she thinks Tin would be really good with someone who was handsome and clever and smart and really makes Can feel quite dreadful. Now, I will say I don't think she had any idea of what she was doing. But the thing is, is, you know, with me... If someone walks in the room and would say something like I would never, number one, say that I think somebody shouldn't end up with somebody who has X qualities. Because, quite frankly, I figure that's everyone's own personal journey, and it's none of my business to play matchmaker for anybody. So, you know, that's just Anna's opinion. And I really don't think anyone should be playing matchmaker for anyone because we don't know what the other person needs in a partner. And so can basically goes up to his room feeling quite bad because his sister spent the entire morning telling him that she thinks tan should end up with x type of person then he comes down to lunch and she's still ranting on that whole little tack and then he ends up coming down to get a drink in the afternoon and his mom's laughing with her saying you know she's saying you know i don't really even see why tin likes can as a friend because Can's stupid and he's, you know, not handsome and we aren't a rich family. So, what does Can even, or what does Tin even see in Can as a friend? They're just a weird group. And he hears his mom laughing with his sister. And I really just feel super bad for Can at this moment because, you know, no one needs to be treated that way ever by anyone, let alone one's mother and one's sister. And so, you know, Can's trying to deal with all that, and again, Can does not have tools, which really help him with that process. And then Can goes to school, and he's talking to his friend, um, whose name is Job, I believe, and he says, Job, why is it that people think that a handsome guy needs to be with a handsome guy? And Job says, you know, a handsome guy needs to be with a a beautiful girl, like I want to be with the nurses, because Job is always trying to be with the Girls who are in the nursing school on campus. I don't know why. And again, there's this hilarious scene in one of the earlier episodes where Job is with Can and they're talking to A and Pon. And Pon says, you know, I really should get a nursing um, girl to date me too. And A looks at him and goes, if you do that, you're going to get a stab wound from so-and-so. And And he goes, who and Um, job goes who and he says that is his girlfriend and A gives him a look and I love A because I'm going you know A is one of those people that he looks at somebody like Pond and he can say you know you've got a girlfriend and you should really just be thankful and grateful that anyone wants to be with you Pond because you're a scuzzbag. I mean you know I think Pawn's friends care about him. I think that he does have the ability to pull himself out of the pond scum every once in a while and do the right thing. But I love that scene with A where he just turns and gives him a look and I'm going, I don't know. That made me almost fall off the couch watching a couple episodes before this. But Job basically tells Can that, you know, why are you asking this question? Guys need to end up with beautiful girls if they're handsome. And Can basically loses it in class. He picks up his bag and he just leaves. And he says, you know, if you're going to be this way, I don't even want to be around you. And I think this is kind of a point where you're really seeing some development in Can with what he's figuring out. And, you know, Can's a very trusting person. He, you know... If he trusts someone, like his friends, he would do anything for because he thinks they do anything for him. And with A, that would be entirely the case. With the others, eh, not so much. And with Can, or excuse me, with Tin, you know, he's safe with Tin in ways that he's, you know, he doesn't have to worry about being, um... Troubled by those people in his life, it's like there's a scene with A when um all the team lost and they're going. They have this moment where they're having a drink together to celebrate losing, which I'm going. You know, that's kind of an interesting thing, but it's like the book Success Through Failure by Mr. Petrovsky. You gotta celebrate the fact that you're not always victorious. And there's a scene and they're going, "Where's can?" And he's like, "Cans with tin and." Tin's not going to hurt him, so he'll be fine. And he just kind of leaves it like that. and Nobody knows what's going on. And then also in the midst of all this, and I know this is a bit of a digression, but I also want to explain, A keeps taking pictures and putting them on Facebook. And I couldn't really figure out why at the beginning of this series, because A is not really what I would call a social media guru. I mean, he's just not that kind of character. But I finally figured it out, because I was watching part of Love by Chance again, which I have not seen every single episode in total. I've watched a great deal of Love by Chance, though. Speedwatch, I'm just saying. But in that, I finally realized that whenever, you know, something happens in Pete's life, he will update social media. And there's a scene where after um, Pete moves into a condo, and he and A decide to go study in a more um, pronounced form of way, he basically puts on Facebook, you know, I love my life right now, and I love the moments I'm having right now. Now, he doesn't say the moments I'm having with Pete, he just says the moments I'm having, because again, Pete's family does not know, excuse me, A's family does not know that he and Pete are together, and A doesn't want that to cause trouble for Pete in the same way Pete doesn't want that to cause trouble for A. But I think that's why A's updating social media because he knows that even though Pete isn't talking to him and even though though Pete is gone for three years, he will still be checking A's social media feed. And it's one way that he can connect with him. So once a day, A puts something on social media that shows a picture of his life, what he's doing, how he's being, just to basically let Pete know he's okay and he knows that Pete's still checking in on him. And I really like this scene because A is sitting there and he says, can someone take a picture of us here? And so I can put it on social media. And then he looks at the picture and he's basically quietly talking to himself. And he says, you know, I hope that you can know that I'm going to be successful too, because... A is the one who next year is going to win the championship. And, you know, if anyone could win the championship for football, just because, you know, they sit there and decide they're going to win, it would be A. So I really think next year he's going to win. But I I love that he sits there and looks at his phone and is talking to Pete in his head and going, you know, I'm looking forward to when you can see me be successful too. Because you know that A is thinking it's going to work out. Even though right now it doesn't look possible at all, This is going to work out, and I'm holding out for that fact. And that is a really neat moment, in my opinion. So as the story progresses, Can goes to school. He has this interaction with Job, which is not positive. He comes out from his class, and Tin is there to take him to lunch. Because, again, Tin knows he likes, or Can likes food. And so they have this little moment where, um, Can's trying to figure out how to address um, Can. And it's kind of funny. It usually tends to happen over food. Because, like, at breakfast that morning that they were together, um, he said, I should just call you Mr. Tin. And I don't mean it weird, but whoever they got to play Can is this very cute human. And not cute and, like, oh, attractive cute. Just cute and they make you smile. Because they look, like, kind of they would have looked at three when they're being just kids and they have an innocence about them, which I realize in real life, you know, this kid's probably about 20. So life's happened. You know, they're not innocent. They have their lives. They're grown up, but there's this little bit of effervescent innocence to them as they just smile and are themselves. And he says, you know, I should just call you Mr. Tin. And he's just being totally over the top funny. And I love how Tim responds, because he he covers his mouth and goes, don't, I won't be able to resist you, and you're sitting there going, this is funny, but it's also, I mean, it's kind of their relationship in a nutshell, and Ken looks at Tim after he does that, and he says, I know, I love you a lot, too, and it's just, they're completely honest, I mean, can is a lot more honest than Tin, but Tin's getting to be able to figure out how to be honest with people, which I think is a very good character development for him. But he's taking Can to dinner or lunch, and in that process, Can asks if he can stop by the football field to pick up some comments. He had comics he had lent to pond. And so they go to the football field, and what he finds is his sister's there at the football field with a girl named Shampoo, who I have no truck with. I really wish we would just have given her the I don't know, Avita to say in season one, because what she's doing is she made up a bunch of cookies for A because she wanted him to know that she was sorry that he had lost Pete. And really what she wants is, I don't mean a word. she's been after A since season one for reasons I don't understand. I mean, A is a good guy. I totally get why somebody would want to be with somebody with his character, but that's not why she wants to be with him. She just wants to be with him because she thinks he looks good in a soccer suit, which I'm going, that's a really lame reason to be with someone. Or, you know, she's attracted to the appearance of someone rather than their character development. And I don't mean it where I find that intensely revolting in any kind of human being, whether that's a guy or a girl. And so she's coming to the soccer field with Can's sister to give this treat of solace when really she's just trying to flirt with um, A. And A's like, you know, I'll take the cookies, have a good day. (laughs) And I really like that about A. I mean, the way he reacts to stuff. Now, I really wish with Shampoo, like in season one, he would have just took her aside and said, Shampoo, I'm not interested in you in the least. Can you please take a hint? Because then maybe she would have quit, you know, being her annoying self, at least to him. So anyway, Ken realizes that They're probably there also to kind of give him a little bit of trouble. And so he takes his sister aside to the sideline, and she sees that Tin is there with him. And so she says, oh, hello, Tin. And then um, she basically is trying to figure out if Tin has a girlfriend or a boyfriend. And in the middle of this, Tin says, you know... um, Ken and I are, and then Ken basically covers his mouth and goes, please don't do this, not here, not now. Please, just not right now. We can discuss if we're going to talk about this with our friends and family at another point, but you know, we just got together, you know, we haven't even been a couple for a week. Can we please just not do this right now? And so, Ken say you can tell, he, or Ken said with his mouth covered. He's kind of smiling over this because it is a funny situation. And in the end, Tin's sister, or I'm sorry, Kian's sister keeps saying, well, what is going on? Why aren't you telling me what is going on? Because he says, you know, I know from your tone you're not being honest with me, but I don't know why you're not being honest with me. And I'm going, you know, his sister must be like one of the dullest human beings on the bloody planet because, you know, I'm not trying to be bad here, but I'm going, not only is she inconsiderate and kind of stupid, but she has that combination of them, which... I just really don't like an, an individual because I'm going, you know, even if you're not sharp, you can be very kind. And she's lacking that, or at least thoughtful. And so anyway, at the end of the day, Ken's like, you know what? You want to know who Tin's boyfriend is? And then he just um kisses him full on the face in front of the entire football team, in front of his sister and in front of shampoo and a, and, the football team is going, this is a interesting development. And he's kind of, you know, he's sitting there going, huh, okay, that moved, that escalated quickly. (laughs) And his sister's going, what? And Shampoo is just kind of being shampoo. And so that's kind of how this episode closes. Again, I really enjoyed this episode, although I would definitely recommend it is not for children. And so I'm really interested to see how this is going to develop. There is also a side note in this episode regarding Tin's older brother and his friend named Gonjan, who I really think with Tin's older brother, he's got a lot of pent-up emotion that he hasn't been able to deal with. And so he's taking that out on Tin. He's taking that out on his wife. He's just taking it out on everybody. And the other thing is, is, I don't think Tins brother ever really had the ability to... He never was a good human to start with, and so he doesn't really know how to be a good human now, which sounds like a really rudimentary thing, like basic humanity 101, but it's not basic humanity 101. I mean, you know, it's not like you come to this planet knowing how to do things the right way and how to treat people well. Because, you know, if you don't have a roadmap... It's a little harder for some people to do that than others. And, you know, the interesting thing to me is from the appearance, you would think that the older brother would be better at understanding people, treating people better if you just met them on a, you know, rudimentary level. But actually, Tim's a much more compassionate, thoughtful person, mainly because he had to put up with his mess of a brother and everything that that brother put him through. And then I think the thing that's going to happen is... Tin's older brother is finally going to probably do the right thing. I mean, you never know. He could just continue down the road of doing the wrong thing. But I think he is going to probably become more honest about the situation, mainly because I don't think he wants to lose Ganjin. And, you know, that's you know, everyone has to have a reason for deciding to be honest with their life. And if that's another person, that's a good reason. But, you know, it really, it's going to cost everybody a lot more than it was maybe worth because, you know, he's got a wife, he's got his kid. Um, Ganjin's had to deal with the fact that he hasn't been there for him in the way that he should have been there if he was going to be there for him and I think Gonjin's a very understanding person, but I think that the older brother put everybody through a lot of pain and trouble because he wasn't willing to be honest, and also because he thought that if he was honest, it would be something that would be looked down on, and everybody would be let down because he wasn't the perfect older son that he needed to be in the traditional family and You know, that's really lame, even if it's completely understandable on many levels, because it ends up hurting people who, you know, you were trying to protect in some way. And again, that's just a little side note. The other thing that is in this episode is I'm really not talking a lot about, I think its name is Cal and techno, mainly because, I'm sorry, got a little bit of a throat problem, but mainly the reason I'm not discussing their relationship is I didn't really discuss their relationship very much in Love by Chance season one, or or Love by Chance, it's not seasons, it's just Love by Chance, because I did not like their relationship. Their relationship was built on, you know, the fact that they basically hum. Techno was hoodwinked by Cal, and there's really no other way to explain that, so I'm not going to try. And in this series, Techno's trying to deal with the fact that he was hoodwinked by Cal. And yeah, Cal says that he loves Techno, but he doesn't show care, and if care is missing it's not really possible to believe that someone loves you. And I think that, you know, I really couldn't figure out why they even put this couple in season one, why they put this couple in season, sorry, by chance one, love by chance two. I really couldn't figure out why the writers did that. Because every other couple that is in these, these series, one and two, are totally antithetical to Techno and Cal. But the the reason I'm, you know, I'm watching it in this episode, and I think I finally maybe get why the writers did put these in. Now, again, they could have just put it in because they're going, well, we got to add a couple that's basically friends with benefits. But I don't think that's probably why the writers did it. I think that maybe the reason the writers did put Cal and Techno's relationship in Love by Chance and Love by Chance 2 is because every other single relationship in these series, whether you're talking about Tin and Can, whether you're talking about Pete and A, I mean, with Gondrin and um, the brother of Tin, this is not the case, but every other relationship that is major in the show, they have a level of care that you mean it's extreme. I mean, the care outweighs the love by far. And with the I mean, you kind of have to have a protagonist and an antagonist in a show, and I'm going, you know, Cal and Techno's relationship is kind of the antagonist of this series, because, you know, they're the ones who, they claim that they, they love each other, but... Techno's dealing with the fact that he's really angry. He's angry that Cal hoodwinked him. He's angry that, you know, if Cal did like him, he couldn't just, you know, come out and say that he liked him rather than hoodwinking him. And, you know, I'm not even saying that it's not possible that they couldn't have a good relationship, but in this episode, they have this moment where Techno comes from losing the game and he is feeling super bad. And Cal, and I might be pronouncing his wrong name name wrong, I'm sorry, but Cal comes over and says, I heard that you lost the game. Can I at least give you a hug? And so Techno does accept the hug from him, but then he says, you know, I know you lost the game, but it's going to be okay, and I do love you a lot. And he's like, that at that point, Techno completely freezes and shoves Cal to the other side. And Cal's like, whoa, that's kind of unexpected. I mean, he doesn't say that, but... Techno goes, you know, I'm really angry at you. I'm angry at you because, you know, you were honest with me and, you know, you did hoodring me. I mean, he doesn't verbalize it like that, but he's finally able at that point when he's, you know, completely feeling bad because he lost a game that he could tell Cal what was really bothering him about their relationship and why he couldn't move forward with it was because it didn't have care because, he wasn't honest. To, um, Cal was not honest with Techno. And, you know, I really think in some ways that soccer game being lost really was maybe one of the best things that could have happened to um, Techno and, in a way, maybe for Tin and Can. Although I think that they moved really fast in their relationship. <laughs> but, you know, I I still think it could possibly work out for those two because, you know, Tin and Can are a very interesting couple Again, they're not the kind of couple that I would normally think would work well together, but they do fill each other's inadequacies, and they care about each other to the best of their ability with the capabilities they have. And I'm really interested to see how this season is going to play out. I mean, for this season, we mainly focus on the relationship of Tin and Can. In the previous season, we mainly focus on the relationship with Pete and A. I personally still like the Pete and A relationship better for me thinking, you know, as a viewer, their relationship seemed more solid in that both those individuals really, really cared about each other. And they cared about each other with the foundation that they knew how to care well for each other. Now, with Tin and Can, they really, really care about each other, but they don't really have much idea of how to go about that. And it's interesting to watch, and it's, I mean, I know this sounds weird, but again, and it's kind of basically raw, no foundation of knowing how to care for someone, innocence of trying to figure out how to care for someone. And I think that's one of the reasons that this show is being very popular right now, both in Thailand and across the world as people view it. But I was really glad to see this before Thursday and can leave this review. I will drop a link to the video in the description. Again, huge caveat. This is not for kids. It's not that anything inappropriate is really seen, but things are discussed which you wouldn't want discussed with the kiddies around. And that's just on opinion. You can make up your own mind about that. But, um... I really did like this. Again, I'd probably give this series a 10. And I would give Love by Chance a 10. Even with the adult content, which in Love by Chance, um, Love by Chance, I do skip. Not because of anything regarding A and Pete's relationship, but because A-Pond is a, you know, scum. He's just scum. And that's all you can really say about him. So, you know, with that in mind, I really, you know, I still recommend this show because I really like a and Pete. I really like the development of Tin and Can and how they resolve their issues. Um, Again, I'm not really quite sure. You know, I think in Thailand right now, they actually the people who sang the songs for these shows, which is kind of interesting, are the actors themselves, which I did not know that, but that happens a lot in Thailand. And I guess in Thailand, you know, most of these actors are what they would call teeny boppers and have a bunch of fangirls. And that's not why I like these shows. So I'm just going to put that huge carry out here at the end as well. That, you know, I don't really think about people being teeny boppers or, you know, it's funny. But when I talk to my friends, I'm like, I really don't get why people, you know, like anyone based on attraction or, you know, physical Physicality, because honestly, at the end of the day, that's not what matters. It's, I mean, people can look very nice, but they can, you know, not have character development. And to me, that's, you know, everything because, you know, it really doesn't matter how you look. It matters what you do in life that really, really counts. And so I really don't understand this whole teeny bopper thing. I mean, if you Google this show, like on YouTube, if you're searching for this show, there's like a bunch of fan meets with Perth, upon, Mean and Plan. And I mean, I don't mean, I'm going, in real life, I bet they would be fun people to sit down and have a cup of coffee with, or, you know, a boba tea with, you know, since they're in Thailand. But I'm not trying to be weird here, but they drink boba tea over there. And they also have, I believe, Vietnamese coffee, but that's a digression, and I have never tried that, which I was thinking about trying. I'm going, I've got to figure out what Vietnamese coffee is. But anyway, you know, I can see enjo- enjoying, like, maybe having a conversation with these people, but to go to a fan meet where you're basically just ogling people because they happen to be in a movie and I'm not trying to use an inappropriate word here. I I think I'm handling this very well considering what I could say. I mean, it makes no sense to Anna because I'm going number one, you have no business doing that to any human being. And number two, you know, I really don't get that whole deal because I'm going, you know, every one of those people has someone else that they're with. And even if they didn't, I would think if, if, you know, I were them, I would want to be with someone who wasn't ogling me all the time. I mean, I'm not trying to be bad here, people. I'm just saying that as a viewer who looks at the world a little differently, I'm like, I really don't get the whole fan thing. So, you know, if you Google a show on YouTube or you search for it on YouTube, I guess you'll Google on YouTube, you're going to see a lot of those like fan meet things, which, you know, I just don't really understand at all. And really, if you saw those and you were someone like me, you probably wouldn't watch the show just because you saw the fan meet and were like, I'm not having any part of this. But if you watch the show, you're going, you totally get why, you know, Anna likes it. Maybe if you tend to like the similar shows that I like and you are the this podcast. So probably you tend to like similar shows, but The fan thing seems completely antithetical to me, especially, you know, this was filmed in 2020, not 2020, I believe, and a lot of the fan meets involve people in crowds, and I don't mean it bad, but it's COVID people, and the less less crowds that we can be in, the better off things are right now. I mean, you know, I don't really get why we're number one having fan meets and number two during COVID having fan meets. And again, people make their own decision. If they want to go to a fan meet, go to the fan meet. But I'm just saying, I really don't see why we're doing that in the middle of, you know, a pandemic. I mean, you know, that's just Anna. Aside from the total um, unlinearity of it all, which isn't really a word. What would the word be? I'm thinking of a word. Oh. It'll come to me in two days, and then I'll remember it. But anyway, that is my opinion of Love by Chance, Episode 8. Really can't recommend this series enough, and hope you are able to see it. I will drop the link in the description below, and talk to you later. With that, Anna out. Check it at the round table. Bye!